Welcome, 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 welcome to the rum. Hey, hey, welcome to the rum. Hey, what was that? The big bopper? Hello, baby. Hello, this baby. is the big bopper speaking. <laughs> did uh, what did you drink? What? what? Okay, sorry, we're done with that. <laughs> oh, baby, that's what I like. Said me drinking most rums. There's a few that you know. I'm like, what the? Yeah. What the bleep is this? You don't say that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but hey, everybody! Thank you for joining in, and welcome to the what is this? Our rum. Third episode, fourth episode fourth to the episode. rum, fourth episode. I swear I do math. I'm Brian. I'm Constantine, and we are, we the, are rum. the rum. I still don't get how we are the rum, but well, I'm into to it. the rum. So it's yes. like to us. Cheers. Yes. Oh yeah! Cheers, cheers, cheers Constantine. Uh, I have got Black Adder Eleven Year Panamanian Rum, sixty three point two percent. What about you? Brilliant! I've got Holmes Key Belize, two thousand eighteen. Fantastic mm. job! Mm. Thank you, Mister Holmes. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Holmes. Um, <laughs> but really, we've got such a great show. Thanks for everybody who has listened to our previous episodes. We are up to 500 listens and counting. 500. We're halfway to 1,000. Constantine, where yes. can people find us to tune in? People can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. And if we're not there, let us know and we'll be there. I don't know. Why Follow, I had to go like, and subscribe. Essentially. Yes, please, and thank you. We're there. We're there. <laughs> uh, so how we're going to do this is we're going to do a little bit of things. A little bit of things, Constantine. A little bit of yeah. this, a little bit of that. Bit of uh, that. We're going to do updates. Constantine, what's new yes. in your world? What do we got? What is new in Fiji down here? It is getting hot. As you know, It's we're on the opposite side of the earth. We're all upside down here in the southern hemisphere. Cane cutting season is just about over which means the air is clear because they burn a lot of the cane here. So we've been living in a cloud of smoke for the last several months. But yeah, cane cutting season's over and the summer's setting in. And you can probably, we're on video, you guys can't see, but the sweat is dripping down my face as I sit here in the Fijian summer heat. But I've got some lovely rum, so everything is great. And yeah. You've How about you? It's getting cold in LA? Does it get cold in LA? I don't know a lot about LA uh relatively the high was 76 fahrenheit today which is such a rough life here in sure. almost november when it's such a tough life being here in southern california wow. where it's 77 degrees i don't know what it is in celsius i'm sure it's in the 20s yeah ish got your heat seater on <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the car. oh my god oh my god yeah. So, but uh, coming up soon, though, I'll be going from the Fijian summer heat to the perpetual summer heat of Singapore to Whiskey Live coming up in November. So, if you're in Asia, if you're going to Whiskey Live, look me up. I'll be there. It'd be great to get together and have some rumsies in person with some of you guys. Rumsies? Yeah, man, I'm envious. You know, I know we were talking about before the episode recorded that I was thinking about doing it, but I'm actually going to be in Florida on mm. a train doing a rum tasting and cocktails for people. So I'm going to be on the it's rum choo-choo. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually being sponsored to come out by U.S. Sugar, and I'm going to be in the middle of the state of Florida. And yeah, just going to be doing some cool rum things with some cool other influencers. And but rum um, on a train. This is, I love trains and I love rum. A rum train sounds like the greatest rum thing. Rum train. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm still going to call it a rum choo-choo just because you can't say choo-choo without laughing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else oh, do you that's have good. going on? So you've got your rum curious club is blowing oh, up. Yeah. 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 So uh, for November, we're actually sponsored by Diplomatico and it's going to tie nicely into a uh, segment that we're going to talk through a little bit later. I know some people roll their eyes when you hear Diplomatico, but uh, it's a great cocktail rum, great for the price point, and we're going to yep. be designing our own daiquiris at four locations. So Tonga Hut, which is in North Hollywood, on the 5th of November. Remember, remember. A week later on the 12th, we're actually going to be at Oldfield's Liquor Room in Culver City. Two days after that, Twisted Tiki, which is a tiki speakeasy, say that 10 times fast, in Santa Ana, which is North Orange County. And then two weeks after that, we're going to be doing and closing out the month on the 28th at Bamboo Club in Long Beach. So if you're in the area, you have four shots to come design your own daiquiris sponsored by Diplomatico and Liquid Alchemist just signed on as well. So that's November. And then in December, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here. The big reveal will be on Instagram in about a week. But the Rum Curious Club is also expanding up to Forbidden Island in Alameda, which is the East Bay. Uh, we're going to kick things off in December where we're actually going to be sponsored by Privateer. So uh, cool. hurrah and bully East for coast, rum. Best coast. Yes. And if you can West say Tiki Speakeasy 10 times fast, you get a free daiquiri. Is that what I heard? Oh, you get you get six free daiquiris. And then you have to say, and then, <laughs> and then if you finish all those six in under 30 minutes, then you do Tiki Speakeasy <laughs> another <laughs> If you're still times, upright. <laughs> then they give you, yeah, then they give you a bottle of the Diplomatico Ambassador, the, the $300 bottle. And then you have to chug that. And then you have to, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, walk, walk with a plank in a straight line. Oh my God. Yeah. And then spin around three times while blowing a whistle and then spin your head around. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, that Good would be time. if, if me like 10 years ago, you know, what would be great is if we had, these rum clubs if we just got people as shmammered as possible and yes i intentionally said shmammered uh another one i like a shmammered (laughs) when we have to turn into robots it's great uh the other one constantine that i really like is buzzy bears that's pretty good i always kind of say you know i'm I'm a little buzzy bears right now (laughs) yeah I mean, just try and say it without smiling. If you if you can say you buzzy can. bears without you without your soul lighting up like a Christmas tree, uh, then you have no soul, and you yeah, should go to dumb. an exorcist to exorcise the demons. <laughs> um, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. Enough of that. Now we are back to serious enough business. Enough of enough that. Of that. We're looking at hundreds giggles. of listeners today. Yes, hundreds. We started of out listeners. with like I don't know single digits, and now we're half mm-hmm. a thousand which is nuts. So you it's... half a thousand listening, tell your friends and tell us what you yes, want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because we, um, we, we don't have guests today, not because no one wanted to be with us. We have guests lined up, but we <laughs> wanted to take a step back and survey the state of the rum world, the state mm-hmm. of the rum address. If you will. Exactly. And uh, keep sending in messages and comments. Appreciate those. Thanks for all the support and the love guys. We would love to hear, you know, kind of different formatting things. There won't always be rum producers. We're thinking about pulling in rum bartenders, tiki bartenders from around the globe, everyday ordinary Joes and Joettes. I think Joettes yeah. is appropriate, right? Let's just say drunks. We'll get some drunks in here. Talk about Damn it. Damn drunks. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it'll be, you know what we should have, Constantine, and everybody listening, exactly. please let us know. 
we ought to do a version of drunk history. Uh, I'm I am all for this. Yes, I'm. Where uh, you, yeah. me, and a guest, and maybe 100%. we do it like a couple times a year or something like that. Yeah, and you just have to drink the the highest proof rum that you have that isn't a one fifty. I mean, you could drink a one fifty one if you want. But anyways, we would uh, you'd pick a country maybe, and then you'd have to tell the history of rum in that country after you've had a big gulp. And Speaking I'm not talking about like a, a big gulp. It's like the the yeah. God. Why can't I think about the Seven Eleven big gulp? That's yeah. like <laughs> okay. Sorry, I cut you yes. off. Go go go. <laughs> no, so one fifty one. I, I understand that's not available anymore in the states. Is that what I heard? Hmm. The Bacardi one fifty one that they don't have it anymore. I don't know. But we've oh, got Bacardi of it on the shelves at the oh, liquor shops right. in Fiji, and no one buys it but me. So I have a lot. If you want some, come see me. And you know, yeah, but then just good luck trying to get it sent home because you know <laughs> your your plane will crash, your ship will sink. Uh, the rum gods don't allow intercontinental travel. No intercontinental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. intercontinental yes. travel. Right. I swear I know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, shifting gears though, today we're going to talk about just two topics really: uh, molasses yes. versus cane juice, and then we're going to spend some time. On to dose or to not to dose? That Ooh. is the question. And that's a great <laughs> question. But that's, we'll save the controversy for later. So we'll start with an easy one. And this is a happy one. I mean, it's really not even a controversy at all because who doesn't love among our listeners a solid cane juice rum? Mm -hmm. The problem is, me and Brian were talking about this just before we hit record here. If you hung out with rum geeks like us, you would come away if you were not initiated in the rum world thinking, yeah, agricole must be about 50% of all rum produced because I see a lot of it. But what, we're talking 5%, Brian? Is that right? Yeah, just about. It's it's pretty minuscule in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but it's amazing. And we're seeing mm -hmm. it come more and more and more. So you've been working, I know, with some agricole producers. Mm -hmm. And I think you did some some trips with them, right? Um. Yes. Yeah, so the biggest one was when I went to Puerto Rico. And yeah. Ron Pepon is a brand. Well, it's um, San Juan Artisan Distillers. They mm -hmm. have two brands. They have Tres Clavos, which is a very Catholic term, as I'm blessing you over the internet, Constantine. And then I don't know if I can bless you. Am I going to go to hell because I blessed you? Anyways, uh, the rum gods don't. don't oh, I will. Don't see. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> the other one is uh, Ron Pepon, which uh, cane juice single estate distillery out of Puerto Rico. And I am desperately trying to get them into the U.S. because when done correctly, so sophisticated, so refined, they're both 90 proof expressions. They have an Añejo, which is an aged, and then they have a Blanco, which I can't, I think, no, it is aged one year and then they charcoal filter, but it's phenomenal stuff. And nobody knows it's there because when you think about Puerto Rico, you think, you know, Don Cu or yeah. Bacardi or, um, you know, even Rondel Baralito. So they're very few and far between. And it's curious, Constantine, you know, you've had your fair share of experiences with cane juice producers in the U.S. Yeah. and abroad. So I know Hawaii, I know uh, Louisiana, you're, you're pretty close with uh, a few folks over in, in that lovely state. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll see more and more coming out of Louisiana. Um, that's something that we want to do, I think, in the show is get some of those producers on. It, it, people don't realize Louisiana big is a big cane-growing region. Louisiana, Florida, we don't see many. I don't know of any producers in Florida. If you're out there in Florida making cane juice rum, let us know. Or if you know who is, 
It's funny like, you say that. So when I'm when I'm in Florida, Constantine, these guys are actually down in Florida. They're called Lake Placid Rum. This is the cocktail that I'm making when I'm on the rum choo-choo. A sugar sand distillery out of Lake Placid, Florida. And yes, there's a Lake Placid in Florida. I remember the Olympics there was a while back. I always thought that it was Lake Placid, New York. Oops. Uh, I don't know anything about anything. But there are a few a few distillers uh, down there. And I've had a few of their different expressions. I was pleasantly surprised by all of it because yeah, it's all cane juice. And yeah. the cane juice is just different. And... If you're outside of the the rum scene or the rum geeks or the rum obsessed like we are, most people, if you were to pick up a bottle of uh, a Naissant Blanc or something, the first time I ever did, I opened it, I did the twist off, and I got my nose right up to the opening and I went, whoa, what yeah. is that? And and it was at that point that I had to look up, why does this smell like grass? And then you realize, oh, yeah, sugar cane is it part is. of the grass family. I remember my gets... first time with that Naison Bio. It was with shout out to Frederick mm-hmm. of the Rum Cartel in Singapore, sitting there yeah. and whiskey. Oh my goodness, blew me away, and just oh. love of it has continued ever since. You know, and even yeah, outside of Martinique, one of my favorites recently is uh, Perle Bas. They have an organic, and it's seventy one point three percent ABV. I think it's straight up distillate proof, and it's so smooth. You yeah. would never, ever, ever know how strong it was until after you had your tea punch and got up and went, oh, I'm going to sit down. Can I get some water, please? And maybe <laughs> some French fries or something to coat my stomach. Yeah. And when done well, they're just so refined. Um, here recently in the U.S. through Ed Hamilton, uh, Rum Ballone has finally made its way to Shores. So it's the Reserve Special and then just their 100-proof Blanc, which... I'm excited to try. I've heard a lot of good things, but it's it's very underrepresented. And we haven't even started, Constantine, talking about the wonderful world of cachaça. Absolutely. You look at that number, that 96 or 94% molasses, 6% cane juice figure that gets thrown around a lot, cannot take into account cachaça because, as mm-hmm. I understand it, they produce more cane juice-based rum than the entire rest of the world combined and probably yep. many times more than that you know an order of magnitude more i'm sure yeah and you know what's interesting too is cachaça is the first distilled spirit in the new world so happening before rum was being produced in barbados and in martinique and we'll let barbados and martinique fight out who created rum first but what is it what's beyond contestation though is that cachaça was being produced in the 1500s by multiple accounts in Brazil. So there were Dutch stills that were brought over. Portuguese started distilling the stuff. Initially, they called it Aguardiente. And then uh, subsequently, as time passed, then it was known as Cachaça, which is just a very fun word to say. So say that yeah. 10 times fast. It's kind of like in uh, Lion King where it's Mufasa. Ooh. We say Cachaça. That's good. You know, if, you if you want to line up over a cliff right now. Yeah. And, and yeah, the cliff is what is that like down and below? It's just like a giant pond of rum, whatever, like your favorite rum is just. Ah. Anyways, but I, I do think, though, back on to the, the cane juice piece, I do think that a lot of people are starting to take notice. And there's there's a big push, um, whether it's lack of 
availability of molasses, whether it's a focus on sustainability. It's probably a com combination of the two. And as time goes on, I think cane juice based rums are going to rise significantly. And Absolutely. it's going to be interesting to to kind of observe how that goes. It's inevitable. It's it's going to happen. We're already seeing uh, some some things coming out of different places and rumors and whisperings of things that are happening. So a lot to look forward to in the coming year in cane juice rum. Yeah, my All first right, experience at a distillery was with Kohana Distillers. I uh, got to know Robert out there. So hello, Robert, if you're listening, let me spend a day at the distillery. This was several years ago when I was just dipping my toe into this fascinating and when you have it just straight off the still and you watch the whole process it's just unbelievable and great tourist experience if you're in hawaii go out and see these distilleries that are making this cane juice rum and watch how they do it yeah absolutely shout out kohana haven't been shout out kuleana i'm uh i'm hoping to do a, a hawaii island hopping tour to go visit those two distilleries you know as we stand over the cliff as i hold brian in the air with the lion king <laughs> team playing we see the coyotes or the hyenas down there gnashing their teeth and they're gnashing their teeth about sweetening or not sweetening. Rum. Oh my God. We are going to step in it on this one. So I'm just going to let yeah, you talk we are. to the show. And then if anyone sends me nasty comments, I'll say that was all him. <laughs> well, I'm happy to kick us off. So because of the rum champion, anytime I post something with, uh, Barcelo, El Dorado, kind of take your pick, Diplomatico. I always get a few people that that throw out some shade and say, well, you know, they put sugar in that, right? And it's dog shit. And you're like, whoa, here's here's my take. And I did a, a, a post of this, but I think that it's very bold to try to dunk on styles of rum from particular particular countries excuse me where that's their process and that has been for quite some time longer than all of us have been alive and in certain countries the dr i believe it's 37 percent abv brazil cachaça can be 38 percent nicaragua mexico rum can be 35 percent and not to mention that there's a stylistic choice of certain rums that do have additives so this concept that oh well the rum should be authentic and it should speak for itself well that's i feel constantine correct me if i'm wrong but i feel that that's a a newer perspective and it has gained a lot of wonderful traction and i'm caveating all of this to say that my personal preference is to drink cask strength rums neat by themselves without adulteration however after having i don't know 900 country 900 rums God, that black adder is getting to me. 900 rums from 66 countries from around the world. I really do think that there is a seat at the table for many different kinds of rums. Sometimes I don't want the cask strength. That's 62, 64, 68%. Sometimes, you know, if I want to have a little aperitif, you know, I'll have some Diplomatica Mantuano or, you know, Brugal 1888 out of the Dominican Republic. So in closing, <laughs> because taste is so subjective, it stands out to me that people want to criticize other people's tastes, actual taste bud tastes, because it's very subjective. And I kind of view it as you're calling somebody's child or significant other ugly. It's just 
you just don't do that, right? So anyways, that's my two cents, uh, Constantine. I'm off the soapbox. Like what you like. And if you're drinking rum, that's great. If you drink Kraken first, then go up to Diplomatico, then go to Florida Cana, and then go to like St. Lucia, then Barbados, et cetera, et cetera. And that was just exactly what I was going to say is remember your own rum journey. For me, it was uh, Zacapa 23 at one point was the Mm. most amazing thing I'd ever had. And then I found Kirk and Sweeney. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then slowly (laughs) got in. But as I went on my journey, I did get to a point where I was at a bar somewhere and a buddy of mine was like, oh, they have Zacapa 23 year. You know, it said 23 year and that's the greatest thing. And I was Mm. like, well, you know, it's not 23. years and they put i just just dumped all over this guy and that was where i was in my journey i was in my ultimate max snob phase and just recently another friend of mine mentioned the kappa 23 and i had a completely different approach to it because i understand we all go on these journeys and at some point that's what gets if that's what gets you into rum then you know then great by all means have it but the real takeaway for me is drink whatever you like but know what you're drinking and there is an element of transparency. And I think we've 100%. come a long way in that as well, where we've seen some brands that were a bit secretive that are now a bit more open about their process and about what they're putting in the rum. So yep. if you don't know the information's out there, there's some sites that have done hydrometer testing that show, okay, well, this rum has 13 grams per liter of sugar added. So the information's out there Yep. on the rum journey. We all take different paths and just like drink what you like and know what you're drinking. Yeah. And that's, I I will challenge any rum brands listening to this. Be transparent. Even if you wanted to start and say, you know, a little asterisk at the bottom of the label of additives included or something like that. I personally think that it's kind of crazy that we don't have nutritional labels on rum. I get that it's not sexy, but also like, I would love to know how many calories, because, you know, I'm trying to watch my boyish figure from time to time. How many calories is oh, in an great. ounce and a half? You look great, sweetheart. <laughs> but also <laughs> like, you know, how many grams of sugar are you putting into a 750 mil or excuse me, outside of the United States, a 700 mil bottle? Yep. And are you putting other things in there? You know, some brands that, yes, that asked yeah, to be yeah. remain anonymous have said, yeah, well, we're putting in some kind of, you know, port wine and things like that. And just be transparent. And then so yeah. we can, as educated consumers, say, you know what? Uh, I don't think I want the glycerin or whatever it is. And then there's also a distinction too, where additives themselves seem to be um, a broad term. I know that a lot of companies add caramel coloring just to keep things consistent. One of my favorite distilleries, period. Yeah, at Worthy Park. I absolutely love Worthy Park. I I worship the ground that they walk on. I love Zan Kong. Zan, if you're listening, blowing you kisses. (laughs) But they add caramel coloring because for their single estate reserve to have it on the shelves and one rum is darker, the other one's lighter. A lot of consumers could get very confused. So anyways, but yeah, could not have said it more. Be transparent, like what you like. And Rum is a journey. So, you know, if you have questions for Constantine or myself on, hey, I really like Zacapa. My first rum ever was Diplomatico Reserva Exclusiva. And I was like, oh my God, this is this is the chef's kiss. Mwah. And now uh, if I use that, I, I, I put it in a cocktail and then I use like a bitter component to kind of balance out some of that sweetness. But that's my personal preference. You know, people in Venezuela love that or Carupano or whatever. So anyways... I think we've sufficiently soapboxed that one. 
Absolutely. And I think that's, yeah, that's it. You know, some of those make a great old fashioned, for example, you don't mm-hmm. have to put much uh, sugar in there. Great as it is. 100%. Friends to all enemies to none. Amen, brother. I blessed you again. <laughs> or I blessed us. Oh, going to hell. Sure now. <laughs> no, no, that's, fa- that's 500 years in purgatory. And then we might have a get out of hell free card. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, Constantine, we have oh, uh, just a couple of minutes left. So keep your eyes out for a To The Rum podcast logo. Logo's coming out. Whoop, whoop. See it on our social media. Uh, it's going to be fantastic, exciting. That brings up the possibility of merch. We can get some merch out there with this on it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be awesome. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Questions, topics, send it in. We've already got our next guest lined up. Um, my daughter. I don't know if you heard that in the background. My daughter. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someday, sweetheart, for sure. 100%. <laughs> oh, man. So the next episode is going to be rum from unlikely places. So you often think about uh, Caribbean as, as the Mecca, which rum actually, any sugarcane distilled spirit actually started way back in the Middle East or in India. We don't know. And the basis for all tiki drinks is actually Batavia Arak Punch from Indonesia, throwing all sorts of information in there. But for the unlikely places, we've got Australia, South Africa, the folks from MOBA, and uh, Privateer Rum. So we're going to hear about rum production from the unlikely, aka non-Caribbean places. With that, though, this is where we'll leave you, Constantine. It's Halloween for you, so happy Halloween. Halloween. Woo! Get some Getting dressed candy. up, we're going to be the Adams family tonight at our party. My daughter's going to be Wednesday Adams with little thing I love it. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Appreciate you and look to hear from us next month and wait for that logo. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you Cheers. next time.